Hi, you're listening to the Sermon Recording Podcast of Awaken Church. Awaken is a church of missional communities whose vision is to see individuals experience healing through the gospel, be raised to their fullest potential among community, and sent out to live a life on mission. You can find out more online at awakenvb.com. And if you live in Hampton Roads, we invite you to check out our worship gathering in the Haygood area of Virginia Beach, Saturday evenings at 5 p.m. Thank you for listening. Hey everybody, I am so glad to be with you guys this week as we're starting a new series, a series that's going to take us through the end of the year. And man, this this time of year is my is my favorite time of year. I'm sure a lot of you can relate. I know this is a favorite time of year for a lot of people. And this year, obviously, things are going to be a little bit different because of the state of the world around us. But um, it has not robbed, for me, it has not robbed the joy of, of this season from me. I'm so excited. I, there are some things I'm going to miss out on, you know, being able to gather in person. Uh, you know, one of the things I, I love doing every year is wearing a different Christmas sweater for each gathering that we have, and I'm not going to be able to do that this year. Uh, we don't even know for sure if we're going to be able to get together in person in December. The numbers we're monitoring shows it may not be that likely, but I'm going to fit as many of them as I can into these virtual worship gatherings because that's just something fun that, that I get to look forward to every every time that we get to this time in the calendar and our worship gatherings. And um, the series that we're going to be starting this week is called Christmas Lights. And that's what's going to take us through the end of the year. And I don't know about you, but that's just one of the things that brings joy to me about this time of year. There's just something about seeing Christmas lights that just brings this like warm, fuzzy feeling for me. Uh, I love driving around and seeing houses or neighborhoods or businesses lit up. Uh, Heather and I didn't get to do it last year because we were expecting a baby and everything that goes into first time parents trying to have some semblance of feeling prepared uh, for that. But most years we make it a point to go uh, see the Christmas lights either at the oceanfront or at the Botanical Gardens. A lot of years we get to go to uh, see Christmas Town at Bush Gardens and see all the displays there. I love when we gather for worship this time of year and the, the worship space and the set design is is changed to, to be full of reds and greens and lighted wreaths and, and strands of garland. There's just something about the sight of, of Christmas lights that brings peace. These vibrant glowing points of light stand in contrast to the darkness around them. And, and when I say that, I don't mean just a, a literal darkness, but also a seasonal darkness. If it wasn't for the holiday season, this time of year would be a really dark and depressing time for uh, for a lot of us. It, it, it gets dark so early now, the weather turns colder, the nights are longer, the trees are bare, nothing grows. Uh, it just It can be a really, really low and dark time of year seasonally. But Christmas lights stand out against this darkness, both literally and figuratively. Uh, this time of year is we refer to as Advent. And so as we move into the season of Advent, I think that taking the time to reflect on this seasonal darkness is appropriate. When we, when we talk about Advent, the word Advent literally means arrival. And so when we are celebrating Advent, we are celebrating the arrival of Jesus Christ. And so that is the, the point of the season. That is why we celebrate. That is what we are excited about. That is the joy that we have is because we are celebrating the arrival of Christ, the advent of Christ on this earth. 
But I do think that if we're not careful, um, sometimes we can focus so much on the arrival, the celebration, that we can completely gloss over the, everything that came before the arrival. We can gloss over the waiting. Uh, if we're not careful, we can completely gloss over the darkness. See, we, we reflect on, on Christmas of the, the birth of Christ in, in the manger that we read about in the Gospels, but it should be contextualized with uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of anticipation and waiting. God's people Israel were promised the Messiah that would come, and they were waiting and waiting and waiting for it to come. And in the period of time before Jesus came, there were hundred years, hundreds of years of silence where the Israelite people did not hear from God at all. And so there was this, not just a, a seasonal or a literal darkness, but a spiritual darkness. There was despair. There was this, this time of questioning, of yearning, of groaning for something that had been promised that had yet to be realized. And so I think that if we gloss over that and only focus on the celebration and the joy of what is to come in, in the coming of Christ— we miss out on the true and the fullness of this season of what it means to both be anticipating something, but also holding the tension of this darkness, of this waiting, of this yearning that comes before us. Um, there, the prophet Isaiah uh, spoke to the Israelite people, and we're going to read uh, one of the prophecies. This is from Isaiah chapter 8. This is going to be the text that we, we are reading together today. We're going to read some from uh, chapter 8 and then also from chapter 9. So this, uh, what I'm about to read, comes from the very end of chapter 8, and Isaiah is just speaking to this state of the people that I've been describing, the, the state of the Israelite people. And so this picks up in verse 21. This is what how Isaiah is describing uh, the, the state in this darkness that's in the world right now. He says, Distressed and hungry, they will roam through the land. When they are famished, they will become enraged, and looking upward will curse their king and their God. Then they will look toward the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful gloom, and they will be thrust into utter darkness. This is the picture that I, Isaiah is, is painting for the Israelite people, this idea of a groaning, of a yearning, of a hunger, and, and it leading to cursing God and being thrust into utter darkness. This is the state of things as Isaiah is, is painting this picture for the Israelite people. And as we talked about in last week, I'm not going to retread a lot of the same ground that we talked about in the last series. Uh, a couple, It was a couple weeks ago. Um, but I see a lot of similarities to this 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 picture that Isaiah is painting and, and the world that we see around us today, there's a lot of things that would rob us of our joy, that would rob us of our light, whether, again, it's, it's political or whether it's uh, the pandemic or whether it's just um, other things that happen this time of year, uh, seasonal affective. Uh, depression is a real thing. Those of us who have, have lost family, a lot of times this time of year can be very hard. There's a lot of things that would seek to rob our joy and 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 take that, that light from us and, and have us to be thrust into this utter darkness. Even when we think about uh, the Christmas holiday itself, right? Uh, that should be a point of, of, of light and hope. Um, but even the the spirit of Christmas itself has been co-opted. It's become, uh, for, for many, uh, uh, co-opted by commercialization and materialism, where we frequently are so focused on uh, spending money and getting gifts and doing these things that we don't take the time to be present with this idea of Advent, of a, of a waiting and an arrival of Christ that was promised. 
promised and what that means in our lives and what that means in the world around us. And, and so even the, the, the spirit of Christmas itself uh, can be co-opted and can lead us more towards that darkness. If, if Christmas is about commercialization and materialism and even good things like families and gathering, if that is how we identify those things, then in a time when maybe there's less money to go around or there's not the ability uh, to travel or visit with the family that we would want to or we can't afford to do the things that we would normally want to do because of finances. And uh, if, if that's what those things are based on, then all of a sudden the joy of Christmas itself begins to be diminished as the state of the world allows those things to not be what they normally are. But uh, this is where, again, this, this celebration part of Advent comes in, right? When we think about Advent, we can't just gloss over the darkness, the waiting, the questioning, the groaning, the longing, right? We cannot just gloss over those. But we also, uh, we don't lose sight of the light in that darkness, the hope of what is to come. We must hold both of these things, both the darkness and the waiting and the arrival and the light. We have to hold these two things in tension together to fully appreciate and to fully celebrate what Advent means and the idea behind it. The message that Isaiah brought to the Israelite people didn't end uh, in despair. He picks up uh, just a couple verses later. We're going to pick up in verse nine. Uh, I'm sorry, chapter nine. We're going to start in verse two. And this is, this is the, what Isaiah says next. He says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And then skipping ahead to verse 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. You see, even in this time of despair, in this time of darkness, the Israelite people were promised a hope, a hope that they were waiting for, a hope that was to come. And we know with this, this Prince of Peace, this counselor, we know that Isaiah is prophesying the, the coming of, of Jesus Christ. And so this hope that they were waiting for is a hope that we have. First, uh, in the coming of Christ, you know, Father uh, sent the Son into the world to accomplish what the Son was there to do. And so we have first Christ and then now the Spirit of God that, that has come in his, in his physical absence uh, that we still have uh, with us. And so the hope that the Israelite people were waiting for is a hope that we now have. And so this is a, a, a light that allows that we can hold in the midst of darkness around us. And so we talked um, again just a, a few weeks ago. I think this actually goes back into the politically correct series that we talked about it, but we talked about holding the, another tension, right? We talked about holding this tension with the kingdom of God of being both already and also not yet. And so we have this hope that the Israelite people were waiting for that has been inaugurated, that is that uh, began with the coming of Christ into the world, but is also not yet fully realized. And so even for us, as we celebrate 
celebrate Advent, we can both celebrate the hope that we have currently in Christ and what he has done in our lives, what he has done uh, for the world and accomplishing the mission of God in this world and the restoration and the reconciliation of things that is an ongoing process. So we can celebrate the light that we have and also still anticipate a hope that is to come, a fully realized version of that reign of God, that, that government that Isaiah that talks about of righteousness and justice. It's a funny thing, at least for me, to think about an unending government and have that be like a thing to celebrate, right? Because for me, that just doesn't seem like something that is exciting or something that I would look forward to. But the again, the, the reign of, of, of Jesus, the reign of God being one characterized by justice and righteousness and peace that maybe we don't feel like is represented in our current worldly governments that we have now. And so the idea of that being one that never ends, one that will forever reign, is one that should bring comfort and excitement and joy and peace to us. Um, so as a people now who the hope that had been waiting for, we now have, uh, we can also be a light in the darkness. We can be a light in the darkness for other people. Just like Christmas lights, the idea of this series, just like Christmas lights standing out against the darkness, we can reflect the hope that we have in Christ, trying to bring a bit of peace into the world around us. And so as we move forward, as we are going to be going through this series, talking about this idea of, of lights in the darkness, of being Christmas lights and, and what this uh, season of Advent brings, uh, that is what we want to challenge us as the church moving forward is to, okay, how can we both celebrate the light that we have, the hope that we have, and the peace that we have in this season in the midst of the darkness around us? But also, how can we be a light in that darkness to other people? How can we reflect, again, the hope and the peace of Christ like Christmas lights standing out against the darkness? Uh, as we turn this over now to discussion in our missional communities, there's a few questions that I want to want to leave you with. Um, the first is a, is a pretty basic, simple question, but based on what we've talked about, based on what I've kind of set up for you guys today, question number one is, what does the season of Advent represent? What does the season of Advent represent? As you discuss this in your families or missional communities, you can speak about this in an, in an objective sense. What you know, what does Advent represent in terms of how it's been uh, described or what it means in the Christian tradition? Or it can be a more subjective answer, right? What does the season of Advent represent for you? But the question is, again, what does the season of Advent represent? Question number two, this is where we turn it inward. It's a, it's a heart question. The question is, what dark are you experiencing in your life right now that is yearning for light? What dark are you experiencing in your life right now that is yearning for light? We've talked about, again, this tension that comes with Advent about a darkness, about a yearning, about a long period of waiting and anticipation, and then the arrival of this light, this hope that was uh, um, embodied in Christ. And so in your life right now, the question is, what dark are you experiencing that is yearning for light? Finally, question three, where we discuss how we can put these things into practice, what we can do with our hands, it's our, our, it's our hands question, is how can you be a light in the darkness this season to someone who needs it? How can you be a light in the darkness this season to someone who needs it? 
Obviously, as a missional community church, our goal is to always be bringing uh, the light and love uh, that is the gospel of Christ into our neighborhoods and networks, into the, the communities around us. But specifically and distinctly in this season, the question is, how can you be a light in the darkness this season to someone who needs it? Again, I'm really excited to to be at this time of year to be able to celebrate Advent with you guys, even though it is going to look a little bit different than it usually does. Uh, we are looking at some creative and fun ways that we can still not lose the, the joy of celebrating these things together among community. And so we're going to be looking at how we can get creative and how we do that together. But uh, I encourage you guys uh, to find ways to celebrate in your families and, and in your missional communities, find ways to not lose uh, that, that togetherness aspect aspect of what it is to celebrate Advent together, to celebrate the joy and the hope and the peace that we have because of the coming of Christ that is the reason that we celebrate this season. So God bless you guys. Uh, again, stay safe. Uh, we hope that you guys are enjoying this Advent season together and we'll see you next week.